From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. that time i welcome you to the inez says podcast i am scott inez thanks for climbing aboard today you can find the podcast most anywhere you get your podcast including spotify apple podcast you can find it right there on the front page of the wdbo app and i invite you to join me on the radio every single weekday morning for orlando's morning news with scott inez 5 to 9 a.m on wdbo 107.3 fm and am 580 stream us there in the WDBO app. A lot on the plate today for United States Congressman Mike Waltz. Mike represents Florida's 6th Congressional District. Here's that interview now with Congressman Mike Waltz. Congressman, so much to get to here. Let's first kind of delve into the House Oversight Committee and what we saw earlier this week detailing payments made by foreign entities to the Biden family when he served as VP, even after he left office. And yet I think I saw more stories about George Santos being indicted than I did about that 50-minute presser by Congressman Comer, which I thought was a bombshell presser. What do you make of the findings of the Oversight Committee here, Congressman? Well, we continue, since we've taken the majority and we have subpoena power, we continue to uncover what is, I mean, we just keep peeling back the layers on this thing uh, of this scheme that the Biden family has been running for years now. And for folks who didn't see the press conference because the mainstream media refuses to cover it, the Biden family, Hunter Biden and his business partners opened up over 20 shell companies. Uh, since he uh, became vice president, uh, moving millions and millions of dollars and a couple of points. Number one, the reason we know about it is because uh, suspicious activity banking reports were generated. Typically, those are generated when people are trying to do this type of activity for money laundering, tax evasion, hiding the sources of funds or some type of criminal activity. And then number two, these businesses that they opened aren't really businesses. They're not selling any products. They're not selling any service. They were simply passing and kind of, you know, playing a shell game with the money. And we have to ask ourselves, why would they do that? And what service were all of these Biden family members providing? What products were they selling to generate tens of millions of dollars in revenue? Well, I think the answer is obvious, none. The only thing that they were selling was access to a sitting vice president, uh, and and there are actually laws that govern being able to represent foreign countries to sitting elected officials. Uh, it, it's called the Foreign Agent Registration Act, FARA. And uh, Hunter Biden and none of his family members, of course, were registered, and that's against the law. Dangerous stuff, and, and there are and, many like— And by the way, Scott, go ahead, can Congress. I just point yeah, go ahead. One, other, one other point? It's not like Hunter Biden, his partners, and the Biden family were doing business with, I don't know, New Zealand or Great Britain or France or Italy. Uh, it was with places like Ukraine, China, Romania. I mean, just some, some places that don't have the best reputation in terms of corruption— transparency or even being a 
our greatest adversary. So it's uh, this thing stinks to high heaven, and we are going to we're going to continue to push, and we're going to continue to uncover uh, what they've been up to. Well, we hope you do continue to push. And y- you mentioned this earlier. There are many in the mainstream media who are saying, "Ah, you know, this is all political, and and there's no smoking gun. There's no there there in terms of the millions of dollars that the Biden family has received here." I, I know I shouldn't be, Congressman. I am astounded. <laughs> I am. I mean, you talk about a hundred times bigger than Watergate. I'm astounded that the media is totally New York posting this story of the Biden family, because at the very least, Joe Biden is unethical. And at the most, he's treasonous. Well, so number one, they'll say, well, it was, you know, look, uh, Trump's kids made money when he was in, uh, you know, when he was in office. What's the big deal? There's nothing against the law for making money. But the difference was they weren't direct payments from an adversary, number one. Number two, they actually were running a business that you know bought and sold and, and, and actually had legitimate business transactions. There was no business here except access uh, to the highest levels of government from some of the most nefarious actors uh, in, in the world. So it's, it's night and day difference. You're right. But they just conflate the two uh, to make the story go away, which is what they've been doing since day one. And Congressman, the FBI did not comply with the House Oversight Committee's subpoena compelling the production of that document that a whistleblower alleged describes that, that criminal scheme involving the Bidens and, and a foreign national. What do you make of, of that move or, or I guess non-move? You talk about muted. Uh, what, what do you make of that from the FBI? Well, this is the same FBI that's been sitting on the Hunter Biden laptop, all of this evidence uh, for years now. And it's it's look, I I will never uh, disparage so many great agents out there trying to keep us safe, everything from the mafia to bank robbers to child pornography. But the the leadership of the bureau here uh, in D.C. absolutely needs to be cleaned out, needs reform. Uh, and we're we are uh, taking a hard look at that. I'm on the Intelligence Committee. We're working closely with the Judiciary Committee and Jim Jordan on on what reforms we're going to push. This is one of the reasons we've got to win in 24 and we've got to get the Senate back. OK, Title 42, it ended last night at midnight. I guess if we thought it was chaotic down there over the last two and a half years, we ain't seen nothing yet. Your thoughts about Title 42 ending at midnight last night, Congressman? You ain't seen nothing yet. And sadly, it's only going to get worse and it's only going to continue. Uh, I don't see Biden doing a damn thing about it. Uh, we Republicans in the House pass what we uh, want to do about it, and it's it's eminently solvable. You secure the border, you build the wall, you put the technology in place, you bolster our our uh, border patrol. Number one, uh, number two, you put Remain in Mexico back into place, which means these um, these illegals that get to come in the United States and work for five to seven years while waiting on their court date have to remain in Mexico rather than uh, rather than here. Uh, and then finally, look, I think there's a lot of things we could do uh, to incentivize investment, not just throw money at uh, Central America, but actually incentivize investment. We all saw that mask gowns and gloves kind of matter during the pandemic, but we need them cheaply. You know, let's get that manufacturing out of China and into our own hemisphere and generate jobs down there so that the, those desperate people aren't leaving them. Finally, go after the cartels. Uh, the cartels are behind all of this. I've introduced a measure to authorize military resources, not an invasion of Mexico. I'm talking cyber, 
uh, intelligence, satellite space assets, other things, drones, uh, and other things. We dismantled them in Colombia in the 90s. We can dismantle these cartels. We know how to do it. We need to treat them more like ISIS uh, than the mafia. You, you mentioned the gowns and the masks. Of course, we're getting most of that stuff from China. I, I want to pivot yep. to talk about um, something that, that is in your wheelhouse. We've talked about China quite a bit with you, and I know you have introduced another bill called the Warrior Act that would basically eliminate wokeness that we have seen infiltrate the military at all levels. Tell us about this. Yeah, well, this is getting our, our military back to focused on deterring and, if necessary, fighting and winning wars. Uh, You know, I want, as I told the superintendent of the Air Force Academy, none of my Green Berets uh, ever asked what color the pilot was that was dropping bombs in support of us or what gender or what religion. Uh, None of those things should matter. Uh, We just need the best pilots, the best cyber warriors, the best infantry men and women. Uh, And so it's it's measures designed to get us back to a meritocracy. Uh, we need the best of the best in our military right now. And in the army I grew up in, you left your politics at the door. Uh, and no one in that black helicopter going after al-Qaeda in the middle of the night on our missions cared about the race, religion, social economic background, or all of that other nonsense, number one. Number two, we have a Pentagon leadership that's obsessed with climate. Uh, look, we need resilient bases. Uh, of course, we have to deal with it. But when you have the Secretary of the Army putting forth multi-billion dollar procurement plans to electrify our battle tanks, uh, uh, I have issue with that. Uh, When she's putting all of our Army bases on solar panels that are made in China, uh, I have issue with that. So what this Warrior Act is designed to do is to claw back some of those policies and get us back to the meritocracy that military always has been. Yeah, you are a combat decorated Green Beret congressman, and thank you very much for your service. I, I know you're very well connected as well with the military. What are you hearing, Congressman? What are you hearing from some of your colleagues in the military about all this woke stuff coming from the top here? Well, what I keep telling the you know my Democrat colleagues and the Pentagon leadership is this is the stuff that you know we're not Republicans just making this up for kind of you know campaign gaslighting talking points. I am hearing from cadets from military members, from their families. Uh, that's how we know about all this stuff going on. Uh, and, uh, and and they're outraged. Uh, they think it's unfair, it, that it's misplaced priorities. When we have ships that aren't sailing and, and planes that can't fly because they're too broken or old, uh, that's where our leadership's emphasis uh, needs to be. And, Scott, we now have polling data Uh, I worked with the Heritage Foundation that shows that 60 to 70 percent of active duty military members have seen some type of politicization of our military going on. They're upset about it. And what, excuse me, is so disturbing is they're telling their kids not to join. And 60 percent of our current active duty all volunteer force are made up of the children and grandchildren of military members. So it's a double hit. You lose people who are getting out and they tell their kids not to join. Mm. And we, you know, there's no wonder that we're in a recruiting crisis right now. Thanks to U.S. Congressman Mike Waltz for the chat on the Inez Says podcast. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. I invite you to join me on the radio every single weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.